this episode, we talk to Sarah Conlon, owner of Range of Motion Fitness and Lifestyle. After feeling bored and uninspired in her government job, Sarah commenced Range of Motion as a side business at first, allowing her to have the security of full-time employment while she tested the business's viability. In a marketplace that is quite saturated, as the fitness industry seems to be, Sarah shares with us how she has created a successful personal training business, how she differentiates herself, how she intends to keep growing, and how she intends to empower women. Sarah is using her business to impact both the local community through her charity work and other local small businesses through reciprocal collaborative relationships. Tell me about life before range of motion. Oh, Sarah, before range of motion. So I was born in Sydney. Parents are very lower middle class. I moved from Sydney to Wagga Wagga when my dad lost his job. From there, went to a really, really small school in Wagga. Not anything exciting. I worked for a year to get into university. Yeah, moved to Canberra and put myself through uni, which was really rewarding actually being able to, I guess, pay for everything myself. I did a double degree Uh, commerce and marketing, which then led to get a public service job in Canberra. I lived on the floor of my sister's place for like a year. I'd go traveling overseas every now and then, get in heaps of debt. And then I was just sick of Canberra, sick of my job, sick of myself. So I moved to Perth where I didn't know anyone because I wanted something a little bit exciting and got another public service job, which was super depressing for me. I feel as though for range of motion, uh, like two years of just not a accomplishing anything. guess I was, if you'd like to say, quite average. I wasn't super happy with the way my life was going. That's pretty general, but working nine to five in a boring government job that wasn't very fulfilling and although super comfortable, not super exciting. Making small business work. So how did range of motion come about? It came about from probably boredom was the first emotion that I felt. I'd moved to Perth, didn't have any girlfriends and thought, why the hell not? I was qualified as a fitness instructor and a personal trainer. When had you done that qualification? did my certs in personal training around 2016. And again, a job that I was in was just in administration and I found that I wasn't learning anything. So I wanted to learn and I was very passionate about physical fitness and the body. So I thought I would just do my certificates and see what happened. So it was a way for me to further my personal development. So basically born from boredom and a lack of passion in what you were doing. Yeah. But how did you manage the transition from full-time work to a personal training business? I'd run the business for about 10 months and that was giving me enough income to go part-time. I knew that it's what I wanted to do full-time and the direction I wanted my life to head in. So I asked to go part-time and was granted part-time work at my government job. Right. So you continued full-time work till you were sure of the business's viability? 
Yeah, because I didn't want to um, put a lot of financial stress on myself. So the smartest way that I, I mean, being in business for the first time was just to make sure that I still had that financial backing of my full-time job and just working those extra hours every day to really get the business up and running and get that word of mouth out there. And it hasn't definitely hasn't been easy, but after a good year of just working nonstop, it's definitely starting to pay off. And now you're 100% range of motion? I am 100% range of motion, which incorporates group training, which is what really started the business off. But now I'm also specialising in small group PT and one-on-one PT. Making small business work. It's a bit of a change of pace, corporate woman to fitness instructor. Why such a drastic shift? I had this really sexy image in my head of, you know, corporate suit, like high heels, standing up the front of a boardroom, kind of giving a PowerPoint presentation. I don't actually know what exactly I was thinking, but I thought that's what I wanted to do just because I had this image in my head that I thought would be really cool, but it had nothing to do with what I actually liked or what I was passionate about. So as you have matured, you've kind of found your passion. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super passionate about being independent from anyone. And I think probably just because the way I saw my parents, my mum was stay-at-home mum who had no financial independence. So I think that's where I got quite passionate about helping women feel or become confident and independent. Okay, so why did you start on your own and not just start with the gym and then branch out once you had some clients? The reason that I've started the business by myself which is definitely the harder way to do it rather than first starting off in a gym and then, you know, getting clients and then going off by yourself is I'm very passionate about being independent and that might have been a little bit of a silly decision at first but it's really worked well for me and I've, I've now gone into a gym and because I've done it the opposite way around I now have pretty much a full clientele and I haven't had to do all the legwork that joining or working for a gym has kind of incorporates so it worked really well for me. And how do you differentiate yourself in such a saturated marketplace that I kind of feel that the personal training industry is. Well, I differentiate myself two ways. So I specialize in female fitness, but to further that, I am also a pre and postnatal qualified fitness instructor and personal trainer, which I'm very passionate about. And there is a huge gap in the market. And who are your target market then? 30 to 40 year old women with one or two children. Sorry, I interrupted you. What's the second way? The second way that I differentiate myself is that I'm actually very good at what I do and I I genuinely care about the well-being of my client, which might seem like a no-brainer, but most PTs that I come across will end up injuring their clients via just lack of education about the human body. It's unbelievable. Making small business work. Okay, we briefly touched on the business evolution, but tell me more about that. The evolution of my business is has been so interesting to me, actually. First year and a half was solely group fitness. I started with three classes a week and I only had two clients at that stage. It built up to still being three classes a week, but having 25 clients. I then expanded the timetable to, I think it was up to 16 classes, which was a huge mistake <laughs> because then that diluted 
excluded all, all of my clients. I, I just assumed that the more classes I put on, the more clients I would get. Oh, so that wasn't the case? Definitely not the case. It meant that I was probably only getting five to ten clients per class, but normally around the five mark. So I was working more with not as much benefit as what I was beforehand. And then from there, I cut back my classes to seven classes a week. But now I'm also doing small group PT, which has absolutely taken off and the one-on-ones. But my growth has been, I've almost doubled my revenue. Really? How? I found that it's just by listening and seeing what the business has a life of its own, I've found. And the more I listen and get in tune with what's working and what's not working by looking at my data and I guess in weekly and monthly income, being able to really kind of fine tune it. Do you have a system to do that? Uh, well, I've got a booking system. It's called PT Minder. So I can track all of my leads, my potential clients that have contacted me and then my current clients. And I can see how many times they're training with me. I can also see how much money I'm making day to day, weekly, and then monthly. I think the, the most useful data I've had is just how many people are consistently coming to each class. So classes that I've got less than five people attending for one to two month period, then I just cut those out because it's not worth my time. Making small business work. What have you enjoyed most about being a small business owner? I love working with people, but that's part of the job. It's not necessarily owning the business. Look, it's the real fitness instructing and personal training that's my real passion. I also really enjoy marketing is what I did at university. So I really enjoyed the social media, the email marketing, that side of the business. There are lots of parts of the business I don't like. (laughs) Right. So tell me about those challenges. Okay. Most challenging, there are a few different parts about small business. I mean, I'm quite a high-strung person, so I really feel stress. But the most challenging parts are definitely the following up and calling potential leads. Just sales in general has not been a strong point of mine. And I've normally had clients come to me, but now I'm needing to be a little bit more proactive and that makes me feel quite uncomfortable. How so? Well, before when I just email potential leads... I'm just like, no, I need to man up, grow some balls and call these people because I've definitely noticed a trend in either um, replying via Facebook Messenger or email is that people are so much less likely to become a client unless you've got them on the phone. So I need to start doing that. Well, I I am doing it. It just makes me feel super uncomfortable. Okay, you touched on marketing. How are you best utilizing social media? On Instagram and Facebook, I feel very comfortable using Facebook and I use that as a bit of content creation. I really enjoy getting my ideas out there to the world and I think Facebook is a fantastic way of demonstrating what you know to potential clients. So I use it to create short posts, get reviews from my clients, both video reviews and written testimonials. I use it for before and after photos. So I really, really enjoy using Facebook and I'm super comfortable using it. I probably am not using it to its full potential as I don't completely understand how to generate leads from using the advertising functions on Facebook. I still don't fully understand how to do that and I also don't really have the time to learn how to do that so probably not using it as well as I could. Have you used Facebook advertising at all? When I first started the business I put a bit of money behind Facebook advertising but I 
I didn't make it specific and I didn't really have a strategy in place for it. So I'd just, if a post got, got a little bit of extra like or gained a bit of popularity, then I'd maybe $20 behind it. But not, the only thing that would happen was, you know, like a few likes here and there or business page likes. So brand awareness. How much are we talking? I think I put $1,200 in the last year behind it. <laughs> And you don't feel like there was a return on investment? Well, I do have one client who's been with me for a year and she saw one of those ads and she pays $50 a week. So 50 times 52, just that one client and I have made the money back. Oh, so maybe not such a bad tool for you after all then. Making small business work. Has being a small business owner lived up to your expectations? I definitely thought I would have more free time, I think. Just as an assumption, you know, working for yourself sounds really sexy and you get to go have lunch with your friends all the time or coffee dates and chill out, go on holidays. Or But that definitely isn't the reality. And I think it, it probably will be one day, give it another, you know, six years or so. But at the moment, because I'm so aware that I think it's only 20% of PTs make it within the first year. Well, that is a lower success rate than your average small business probably an indication of the flooded marketplace that personal training finds itself in yeah yeah there you go so that's why I'm I know I've got to put as much effort into this as possible just because my heart and soul is in this business I need to make it work I just can't go back to what I was doing other than hard work how do you think you've bucked that trend I am creating strong business partnerships with local businesses, which has been fantastic for just referrals. But also one of my values is collaboration with local business, local women and fundraising. So that all works in with itself. So I've been able to collaborate with heaps of small businesses, which are in line with my business. And that's been really fun. It's been a great way to get my name out there, but also just to support all the other little guys rather than big corporate. What businesses have you collaborated with? Uh, Physio, which is just across the road from me. I have a sporting apparel business that I'm very closely related to. And she comes to all of my events and does pop-up shops. So all of my clients get to shop after a workout. I've also got a local coffee shop that does discounts to my clients and I take all my clients to the coffee shop. I've got two beauticians that I partner with. I have a local cake lady, a local nail lady who all give discounts and then I refer a client to them as well. All of these businesses are within a five-minute radius of my business. Sounds like a nice little community you've created. Yeah. Making small business work. All right, so what about the lessons you've learned along the way? My number one lesson would be to, to listen to yourself and to listen to the business and to stop listening to everyone else. The first year of business, because I had this thought in my head that I've never done business before, so I need to go out there and see how everyone else does it and I'll copy or I'll use bits that work for them. But that didn't work for me and I ended up spending the money on things that didn't necessarily help my business and kind of put me on the wrong track and it wasn't until I started trusting my instincts and listening to the way my business was going that things really started to take off. I would assume that in the fitness industry it's vital to practice what you preach? 
Oh, absolutely. The fitness industry is is not what it makes out to be. You do need to practice what you preach. If you as a client are going to a personal trainer, then are you going to trust that trainer if they are overweight, if they, they're talking about going out the night before, which is so common to hear PTs talking about getting drunk to their clients. And I think because a lot of PTs are, you know, 18, 21, that it's such an interesting industry because you just can't you can't be like that it's not professional either but your clients vibe off everything that you do they mirror what you do so if you're not practicing what you preach then your clients are just going to mirror that and you won't be able to get them results or you'll injure them and um and then you don't have clients and what would you say your biggest business milestone is to date so the biggest milestone that comes to mind right now would be a personal achievement in that and i touched on it before is just that i've stopped listening to everyone else even I'd listen to my clients too much as to what they like or what they didn't like and I really struggled to listen to myself or stay true and strong within myself and it's only been the last two months that I trust my own judgment and I think that has I mean I said I think I've almost doubled my revenue and that's because I'm listening to myself and what I believe is true and yes I still take on board what other people are saying but I'm not being swayed by it if it doesn't agree with the way I want things to go in the direction I want things to move in so that's definitely the biggest milestone and turning point for the business and myself what's your long-term plan like say over the next five years um, well, over the next five years, my goal from the start of creating Range of Motion was to impact local community on a large scale. At the moment, I'm doing fundraisers and I'm raising about four or $500 each time I do it. In five years' time, I want to run fundraisers where I'm raising $1,000 each time, like big, big scale type things where I'm not just getting 15 clients come and support or partake in a fundraising like fitness activity i'd like to be running events that draw at least a few hundred people that would really be my ultimate so it's not necessarily you know like a financial i want to hit ten thousand dollars a week or something i'd like to be just financially stable so if i need maybe another six pt clients and i'll be really really comfortable financially but i think just with my events i'd really enjoy being able to make a direct impact into the local community which is what i've always said that i want to do is there a set charity you support it's always a different charity so i've done perth children's hospital foundation would be my favorite just because I'm, i train women and they have children and i like being able to contribute directly to community you know not just cancer australia and how are you going to grow uh, the way that i'm going to grow the business and to be able to run big fundraising events for charity um, will be through brand awareness and um, just growing how many clients i'm able to have and i i use social media to grow that brand awareness making small business work what advice would you have for someone starting out? Uh, advice I have for someone that is starting out in their own business is definitely make sure that you have some kind of financial or job security so that you can test the business to make sure that it's viable, to make sure that you're able to generate an income because it's so much harder than what you... Getting money off people is super hard and be prepared to work super hard and make sure your partner supports you without a supportive partner or 
your family. It's not going to happen. You probably have already touched on it earlier, but have you given much thought to the legacy you're trying to leave? Well, the legacy I'm trying to leave is to inspire a healthy change in females. It's not necessarily just the fundraising and the charity work, but it comes back to if I can make someone else's life a little bit better or if they can become a little bit healthier and happier or even just more educated in healthy decisions or fitness and nutrition wise then that's really the legacy I want to leave. Mm, So quite a holistic approach then. Yeah, very holistic in my approach to health just because before I became educated in fitness or did my certificates and became a personal trainer, I had no idea and I can understand how frustrating it is. The the fitness industry is so confusing and it's because everyone's trying to sell you something. I'm just sick of people feeling bad about themselves and that's what the fitness industry feeds off is making people feel bad about themselves. If I can teach them how to love themselves and you know just do a bit of activity and just eat a little bit healthier and be happier and more self-confident then that's what I'm really passionate about okay how can our listeners find out more information about range of motion and yourself they can find out more information about me via my website which is rangeofmotionfitness.com or I have my Facebook page which is my main source of all of my articles and bits and pieces about me and the, my clients and that is range of motion fitness and lifestyle otherwise i've also got an instagram page which is romfit underscore sarah conlon making small business work